0: Now entering Nerdist.com
1: Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Competitive Erotic Fan Fiction Podcast. I'm your host Brian Cook and you've found the internet's number one most trusted source for Muppet boners and horny loners. Today you're going to hear round two from a show recorded July seventeenth, two 2012 at the Nerdmelt Theater featuring Aparna Nancherla, Emily Maya Mills, Hampton Yount, Jonah Ray, and Kyle Canane. All reading pieces they wrote backstage based upon audience suggestions. So first you'll hear them choosing topics, then we'll fast forward about 30 minutes into the future to hear the finished pieces. Enjoy. Rod is going to uh, get a suggestion, run into a set at the comedy store, then write it and come back. So yes. we'll all see how that goes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fucking cocky, that guy.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Kyle Kinane step up to that mic, buddy. So here's how it works with the suggestions if the uh, competitor likes it right off the bat, they can just take it. If they don't like it, we can draw again, but then you guys decide which one they have to write. So, suggestion number one. I can't fucking read this. Ah, real monsters? Okay. I don't know what that is. That makes two of us. Googling backstage is allowed. Calm down, dorks. (laughs) Rent the musical. Could we pick two worst things for Kyle Kinnein? I mean... Can't do Bob Seger? So, who wants to hear real monsters? You can clap, it's okay. No one will judge you. Who wants to hear Rent the Musical? Rent it is. All right. Gerard, step on up there. Get you out of here as quick as we can.
0: Yes, we do it.
1: All right. Saved by the bell. How do you feel about that?
0: I'm really feeling it, but, but I like having options.
1: All right. <laughs> Technically, you don't have options, they have well, options. Well, they
0: have options, but I like to the illusion. Okay, okay. Right.
1: I don't know what this is either. What are you people doing? Ouch. Ash Ketchum?
0: Yeah. I, oh, I don't know oh, what oh, that oh, is. Come on. <laughs> I'm so
1: uh, glad I, I have nerd translators have no behind idea. me.
0: I don't even know what that is.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so we can we're gonna call that Pokemon for this guy's sake, or Saved by the Bell. So who wants to hear Pokemon? Woo-hoo! Saved by the Bell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Yeah. All right, good
1: luck. Okay. Good luck. Aparna, we'll jump on up here. Aparna and Charla. Might have seen her last month. you guys are nerds Dragon Ball Z
2: um draw again draw again
1: again. the nanny I think I know where this is going who wants to hear Dragon Ball Z yeah (laughs) right. nanny it is okay Hampton you out ladies and gentlemen how you feeling Hampton Pretty good. All right. Oh, I like this. Arrested Development. <laughs> yes. uh, let's show you what the other one is. Okay. All right. I like it too. But... Indiana Jones. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't let him sway you oh, people. That's right. You guys to get hell. to vote. <laughs> Who wants to hear Indiana Jones? <laughs> right. Who's feeling Arrested Development? Yeah. All right. Surprising. Okay, Indiana Jones it is.
0: <laughs>
1: Emily, get on up there. Sailor Moon.
3: <laughs> Dangerous dig, ground.
1: Dig deep. <laughs> Teletubbies. Who wants to hear Teletubbies? Who wants to be traumatized by Sailor Moon? <laughs> I think Teletubbies. Yeah, the Grootubbies, all right. right. Finally, Mr. Jonah Ray. Let's see what we got here. My Little Pony. Not, f- not familiar. <laughs> Full House. <laughs> Who wants to hear My Little Pony? Who wants to hear full house? (laughs) We'll dismiss you all, go to it. There's a, if I didn't tell you, there's (laughs) pads. Who's readiest? I guess I am. You good? Hampton, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) So,
4: hi. (laughs) This is weird. I I, I, do it right here, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I don't go through the crowd or anything. Okay. It was Indiana Jones, so you guys know. What if that was how I started? It was Indiana Jones that night. A little too Indiana Jones. <laughs> he looked at the cup Indiana jones
0: <laughs>
4: Which, if you've ever written, uh, read The Da Vinci Code, that's kind of how it reads. Okay. <clears throat> Dr. Jones was spent from a long, hard day of teaching archaeology. His mind drifted about the classes of the day as the summer heat made his muscles bead with sweat. The oscillating fan in the room stroked him with kisses of wind. He thought of the one young, nubile girl who desperately tried to gain his attention by writing, Fuck Me, on her eyelids. (laughs) And then even further, writing today, fuck me today, on her pink eyelids. That's right. This dirty little slut had forgotten her panties and had sketched a filthy phrase on her pussy, just waiting for Dr. Jones to watch her fingering her stupid snatch. And his cock, in the moment, teaching the class, when he gazed in that pussy, became as long as the staff of Moses. Of course! Jones sprang up from his seat. The staff of Moses! It must have been shorter than the one I had been using. The ancient text must have wanted me to balance the old medallion on the end of my ruthless cock. <laughs> Jones took out his thick member in the classroom and started examining it. He needed to, <laughs> he needed to test his new theory, hopefully with the help of a young, nubile schoolgirl... Suddenly, without warning, Short Round burst into the classroom. Oh. <laughs> short Round gazed upon Indiana Jones' fat member. Yes. <laughs> Remember when I said, No time for love, Dr. Jones? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is time for love, Dr. Jones. <laughs> As Short Round ran to the desk of Jones and placed his hand on Jones's holy grail, Short Round dropped to his knees as if his legs had been clubbed (laughs) and proceeded to suck Indiana Jones's cock. Make no mistake, Short Round had not mysteriously come of age. This was straight-up pedophilia. (laughs) Man and child. In fact, let's say it was the very next day after Temple of Doom. That's how young Short Round was when this happened. (laughs) Short Round made quick work of Jones's egg roll. Loudly squealing, me Rikey, <laughs> which is without a doubt racist. <laughs> but to be fair, he really said that.
0: <laughs>
4: Short round devoured Jones's cock as if he had long dreamed about it. The situation was rapidly becoming inappropriate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly,
4: Mutt from Kingdom of the Crystal
0: Skulls
4: (laughs) ran into the room. Hey, Pops, it's me, your son. A startled Jones reached into his desk, grabbed a revolver, and shot Mutt through his stupid pointless skull. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus! (laughs) exclaimed Dr. Jones. The rush of adrenaline, the rush of adrenaline erupted from his cockshaft and Jones came all over Short Round's face. <laughs> the sensation of hot cum pouring over Short Round's face looked like he had stared directly into the open arc of the covenant. <laughs> his eyes rolled back and he fell to the floor dead. <laughs> There, on the floor of the classroom, were two dead miners and Indiana Jones with his newly emptied cock and gun. (laughs) Pulling up his pants, Jones muttered to himself Shit, I was up for
0: tenure. (laughs)
1: Well, that was illegal. Let's, uh, let's see what else we've got. Who's ready back there? Someone. Someone's going to pop up any second. Someone who's very prepared and very willing to come on stage right now. Everyone is still scribbling away back there. So, anybody got anything they want to talk about? Anyone here got some fan fiction? Oof. All right. Someone's finishing up. going to read a couple more of these. Read a couple more of these. Always prepared. Always prepared, this guy. Storage wars.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm, we got one close. We got one close. I'll just keep we'll just keep doing this. Zoe D iPhone commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Only if it's snuff. <laughs> you good? Aparna and Charlie, ladies and gentlemen. Three Aparna.
2: No. Yeah, but This isn't done, (laughs) but that's okay. I stand behind it. Uh, Untitled. (laughs) The nanny lazily flicked at the channel on the fancy Sony diamond remote in a masturbatory manner (laughs) and tried to engross herself in an episode of The Millionaire Matchmaker, but it was just too on the nose. She could think of much better ways to use a small, expensive, somewhat phallic object to engross herself. Oh, my God. Inside the nanny's cranny. It's been too long since I've had any visitors. The nanny's cranny put up with a lot. It was bad enough having to take care of three bratty kids all day, but they weren't even hers. It was worse than the time she almost married her cousin, played by Jon Stewart that one season. Google it. Google it. It was enough to drive anyone out of the faith. The sex faith, that is. Margaret, Brighton, and Grace, the three kids, were at school. Thank God. And Wikipedia. (laughs) because the cranny felt wet enough to wash an entire stretch Hummer limo, her favorite kind of car. She had always grown up as a little girl worshiping the sound of music. The story was flawless. A nun on the verge of a nervous breakdown becomes a nanny so she can bag a rich, stiff prude. Who wouldn't want that? (laughs) Now her and Maxwell were married, and they hadn't felt up each other's knishes in months. She just couldn't take it anymore. The nanny's cranny was about to explode, and not in a good way. She had tried having a particularly frictiony workout on the exercise bike that morning, but it just wasn't interested. Level 20 was all hills with no climaxes. <laughs> Suddenly, she heard a clatter from the kitchen. "Futs and stuff, muttered Niles the butler. I wish I were Fraser's brother instead. <laughs> out of pure boredom, mild curiosity, and a slight urge to fart, she, she got off the couch and made her way to the food space. It's a great word for a kitchen. Imagine her surprise when she found Niles completely nude, trying to clean up an unusually large puddle of raspberry jam. The nanny couldn't stop the words from coming out of her mouth. Leave it! <laughs> Niles looked up in horror and barely had time to cover his enormous jam covered silver fox boner. <laughs> Fran had never noticed before how attractive Niles was in his prim and proper state. He was like Maxwell, but more stately. It's like comparing a Nook and a Kindle. <laughs> And his roguish Richard, or rather tricky dick, was no exception. It may as well have been wearing a monocle she wanted it so bad. <laughs> she couldn't help knowing royalty when she saw it. After all, she was from Queens. Eh 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 eh. <laughs> <laughs> eh. <laughs> Niles had no chance to get in a sarcastic retort before she had his manservant hood in her mouth. The only thingy she loved more than jam was
0: thingies.
2: (laughs) Niles gasped, God save the queen. He couldn't remember a moment he had felt happier since Mr. Belvedere got canceled. (laughs) To be continued. Continued.
4: A part of charlotte.
1: What do we got back there? Do I see Kyle Kinane coming this way? You ready, buddy? (laughs) Kyle Kinane. I
5: I don't like myself. (laughs) I didn't know anything about rent either, so I looked at the Wikipedia. I still don't know anything. (laughs) So I just took the gist of it. Todd shakily unbuckled his belt. It was more slack than the previous week. His weight was dropping steadily and he barely had the strength to untie his shoes. <laughs> I sure hate having AIDS, he whispered. <laughs> Gary hushed him from where he lay naked on the bed his pencil-thin frame outlined by the sheets. Todd, is there anything I can do? Todd understood his... These aren't characters. Uh, I just picked Gary and Todd. Todd understood his proposal. He unbuttoned his shirt and let Gary caress his back. (laughs) Gary laid Todd down and began to gently kiss Todd's xylophone-like rib cage. Todd stopped him. Are you sure that this is okay, he asked. Yes, I have AIDS too, Todd. Of course it's okay. (laughs) I mean, are you sure we're not going to make some kind of super AIDS or something? (laughs) Todd's panic was quickly satiated as Gary moved the sheets to reveal a flaccid member that laid across his hip like a lazy dog on a sunny spot on the sidewalk. (laughs) He looked deep into Todd's sunken eyes. I don't think AIDS works like that, said Gary. <laughs> I don't know how anything works anymore, said Todd. <laughs> Their paper skin hands began to slowly caress one another's jagged body. <clears throat> Todd shakily gripped Gary's al dente penis and put all his effort into a dusty hand job. <laughs> Gary generated a few small drops of, of saliva, the most he could muster on account of the medication and spit onto his index finger. He reached around Todd's sharp hip and inserted his half-dry digit into his gulch. The, the well was dry. Todd continued to wrestle with Gary's disinter- disinterested trouser louse. Do you even want to do this, he asked. Keep going. Let's see what happens. Todd resented Gary for his carefree spirit. How could you be so nonchalant all the time? We're dying of AIDS. (laughs) Gary unsheathed his finger from Todd's abandoned rectum in protest. Maybe you're dying from AIDS, but I'm living with it. With that, Gary pulled Todd's jangly figure atop his own, bone on bone, but not a boner between them. Gary pressed his face into what was left of Todd's once muscular dancer's ass. He pushed his dry tongue into Todd, whose famished arms could barely hold on to the headboard. Now Gary was becoming disinterested himself. You used to love this, Todd, he mumbled from beneath him, letting out a small wheeze into Todd's once famous anus. (laughs) I've just got other things on my mind. Like what? Well, it's the first of the month.
0: Oh, name. Wow.
1: You guys remember what an awful person you thought Hampton was a few minutes ago? Jonah, you ready? All right, Jonah Ray, everybody.
6: Nope. <laughs> This is a story called Let's Play Full House. (laughs) Whatever happened to predictability? (laughs) I thought this would be just another boring trip to San Francisco for work, but as it turned out, it would be the trip that would change my life forever. I worked for a network affiliate local news station in Sacramento as an IT guy. Yep, life was pretty boring. I had a fiance and two cats, you're out of the mill, nine to fiver. I got a call that there might be a job opening up at our sister station in San Francisco. Naturally I thought this would be the perfect way to shake things up in my mine and Sarah's life. I felt she was unhappy as we had only had sex once a month. I left for San Francisco on a Friday. I would check out the station and see if I could find any apartments in our price range. It starts off very base. <laughs> I've never been attracted to men. <laughs> but I questioned everything when I met the anchor for the morning show, Danny Tanner. He was a tall drink of vodka, if I'd ever seen one. We connected immediately as I told him about possibly moving to San Francisco, and he was all too kind to invite me over to his house for a family dinner. I didn't want to overstep my bounds, so I declined the offer, but Danny responded with, Come on, TGIF, let's have some fun. (laughs) The house smelled of stale fuck. (laughs) you think it would be a reason to excuse myself, but it gave me a similar, a similar sensation, the same I felt upon meeting my gracious host. Dinner was just about to start. We sat down, and Danny introduced me to everybody there. It was his dead wife's brother, Jesse, a sultry Greek biker with hair of a goddess. His three daughters, Michelle, Stephanie, and DJ, each one more adorable than the last. And finally, Joey Gladstone. I couldn't quite tell why he would be in this house in the first place, but I don't know. It just made sense, I guess. (laughs) After dinner, we moved over to the living room. I don't know if it was me being fatigued from the travel from Sacramento or if it was something in my drink, but I was feeling a bit loose. The youngest, Michelle, said, let's play a game. (laughs) I said, sure. (laughs) Cards? No, I don't want to play cards. Scrabble. No, I don't want to play Scrabble. Well, then what do you want to play? Danny chimed in. She wants to play Full House. <laughs> What's Full House, I thought to myself. Ding dong! There was somebody at the door. What walked in... <sighs> we walked in made my body visibly shudder with excitement. Uh. Her name was Kimmy Gibbler. (laughs) It was at this point that I couldn't control myself. I walked over to her and shoved my hand down her high-waisted Z Calvarici jeans (laughs) while everybody watched, and she let out a squeal. She then turned to the rest of them, to the tanners, and said, I guess this guy's down to play full house. (laughs) At that moment, Kokomo starts blaring out of the speakers... (laughs) And in an instant, everybody was naked and drenched in sweat. I had Kimmy Gibbler gobbling DJ Snatch until Jesse (laughs) tapped me on the shoulder and asked, do you want to see why I called my band Jesse and the Rippers? (laughs) At that point, he thrust me over Comet's doghouse and with his large Greek crank, tore my asshole a new asshole. (laughs) My eyes closed from the pleasure that didn't seem too far away from pain. When I opened them, before me, I saw Joey Gladstone in nothing but a Hawaiian shirt and a puppet on his hand. (laughs) He looked at the puppet, and the puppet looked at me. Then it said, (laughs) Joey, is that cock made of... The puppet looked to either side, then up and down, and then continued, What? (laughs) He told Woody the woodchuck to cut it out and immediately shoved his three-inch dick into my nostril. After this, everything became a blur of sex and violence, blood and cum. It seemed as if everybody was getting in on this orgy. The milkman, the paperboy, even TV. Everywhere you look, it was so hard. Then on top of the moans and groans, I hear a voice say, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm here. It sounded like the youngest, but that would be really incredibly creepy of me to say. And see, I left in the middle of the night. Well, everybody was just a heap of sweat and jizz. (laughs) The job in SF didn't work out, but I did end up moving to Chicago where I met another family that would change my life. The Winslows. (laughs) But more importantly, the ever so fuckable (laughs) Stefan (laughs) Urkel.
0: Jonah Ray! (laughs) All right.
3: Emily, yes. Emily Mills, ladies and gentlemen. all very disturbing (laughs) this is called a rainbow over Teletubby land (laughs) you gave it to me (laughs) it was another bright and carefree day in the Teletubby land the sun rose to peak perfection and Dipsy Lala and Poe popped out of their household Tinky Winky emerged a moment later a tad tardy, as he had been busily caressing a wall poster of Jake Gyllenhaal
0: <laughs>
3: and whispering, One day, <laughs> one day, one day you'll be mine. <laughs> Suddenly, without taking a breath, the sky cracked open and unleashed a thunderstorm of apocalyptic proportions. Uh oh, said Tinky Winky. God has unleashed his wrath upon
0: us.
3: (laughs) When you learn to talk big word, gurgled Poe. Shut that baby in as you call a mouth, said Dipsy. You know the rules, said Dipsy Whipsy. When it rains, we play inside games. Everybody back in the hole. And with that, Lala said, <laughs> and slipped back inside the structure's greasy poop chute. Once inside, Poe released a resigned sigh and said, Oh no. Shut up, Poe. You always play coy, but you always come around. <laughs> now take off your color. <laughs> all of it and do it slow. (laughs) To Tinky Winky's surprise, Lala was already naked around her and uh, her round, nubile pancake puddle of a body quivered with anticipation. (laughs) She reached down and rubbed the red bullseye she'd had tattooed on the place where her meat pie should have been. (laughs) 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 Had she not been a walking nuclear waste dump. She said and batted her eyes wantingly. Ugh, said Tinky Winky. Gross. I don't know if you can hear the thunder outside, but it's God sounding out Morse code for I made you while I was hate fucking a Martian. Put your color back on. number, numbered, said Lala. Wait, said Dipsy, let her watch. <laughs> he was already elbow deep in Poe's bye-bye hole and <laughs> wanting more. He jammed his arm in and out like a meffed out jo- Papa John's employee on the late shift, <laughs> all the while holding half-dead eye contact with the longing Lala. <laughs> Suit yourself, but th- it's my turn to pick the game said Tinky Winky, and with that, he mounted Dinky, jamming his wobbly mass of flesh bag into Dinky's wobbly mass of flesh bag.
0: <laughs>
3: and grab, he grabbed Poe, giving him a raspberry, and screaming as he climaxed, I call this game Baby Back Mountain! <laughs> <laughs> With that, he blew a load of pop, rock, pop rocks out of a <laughs> out of a dick mound shaped like Paul Ruben's face. <laughs> did you hear that he said? It stopped raining. Thank you.
0: That my house. So, the
1: big question: Did Gerard Carmichael ever show back up? from trying to do a set at the fucking Laugh Factory. No, absolutely not. Okay, let's get everybody back up here, and we will vote on that round. Come on up, guys. Where y'all at? Anyone? Anyone? Here we go. All right, big round of applause
0: for everybody. So uh,
1: one more time, let me just remind you what everybody did. Mr. Hampton Yow with Indiana Jones. (laughs) We had... Aparna with The Nanny uh, Then we had Kyle Kinane with Rent Jonah Ray with Full House And finally Emily Maya Mills with Teletubbies So, starting with Hampton Yao <laughs> Aparna Nocharla Kyle Kinane. Jonah Ray. Emily Maya Mills. You guys, get that you're voting, right? Not just fucking clapping. Let's be decisive. Yeah. Right. New rule: you clap for one person and one person only. Pick one right now. We're doing it all over again. By which I mean, everyone's gonna read their piece. No. And then maybe Gerard will show up. Oh, I'll leave it to the black guy to be late. Zing! All right, let's try it again. And fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mean it this time, starting with Hampton. Yeah, that's what I thought. You get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Hampton, yeah, come on, that was great. All right. <laughs> okay, and Charlotte. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, third, we had Kyle Kinney. <laughs> Jonah Ray. Emily Maya Mills your round two champion Kyle Kinane ladies and gentlemen you're all horrible people you realize that
5: this is not the kind of contest I wanted to win
1: not like this no, not proud of himself at all well, that does it for round two and congratulations once again to Kyle Kinane if you want to hear round one from this show, where Mike O'Connell, Andre Dubouche, Patrick Keene, and Heather Thompson all read pieces they wrote in advance, go download episode 19. If you're listening to this in San Francisco on August 10th, you might still have time to get down to Outside Lands and see us live at the Barbary tent, but I doubt it. August 20th is the next Nerd Melt show in L.A. at 7 p.m. with special guest Marilyn Lynn Ricecup. August 23rd and 24th, I'm doing stand-up only at the High Plains Comedy Fest. Uh, no fan fiction this time, but I'll be back to Denver soon. August 26th, Sioux Falls with Kyle Canane at Latitude 44. Again, that's a stand-up show. But then August 27th, competitive erotic fan fiction at The Waiting Room in Omaha, Nebraska with special guest Kyle Kanane. And September 1st, I'm at Bumbershoot in Seattle with a killer lineup. September 7th at Union Hall in Brooklyn. And details can always be found in the Competitive Erotic Fan Fiction Facebook group or by following me on Twitter at Brian Cooking. See you next time.
0: Now leaving Nerdist.com